0: Hello and welcome, folks, to the 120th episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six and that fella over there. It's Andy,
1: a.k.a. Huggy Bear. (laughs) Word on the street. (laughs) Word on the street. The the M.O.D. is back for another episode.
0: And that word would be indeed correct. An episode on time as well.
1: Nice. Good work,
0: us. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Back on schedule, back to normal broadcasting routine, at least for this week.
1: Back once again with the Renegade Master.
0: Because who knows what might
1: happen next week? Who...
0: Numbers are on the rise. Well,
1: that's because everyone's got a new lovely car. Most America has got some lovely new cars to play with.
0: Oh, I was talking about COVID numbers.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about listener numbers.
0: <laughs> no, I was talking about COVID numbers, and therefore. Even though I said we're back on schedule, who knows what might happen because numbers are on the rise.
1: Who knows? I thought I had it. Apparently I didn't. It was just man flu. Oh, what a, yeah.
0: No, how unfashionable are you? It's
1: all right. I'd a couple of days off.
0: <laughs> that was, <laughs> that's the important bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sat on my sofa. I sat on my sofa and I was like, do you know what? If I'm feeling like crap, I'd be thoroughly enjoying sitting on the sofa and not having to do anything watching telly. But I didn't because I wasn't feeling very well.
0: Oh dear. Well, we're back for another recording, but we're a bit dopey then. Andy's been poorly. And I got stuck in traffic on the way home. Two hours? I know.
1: It was a nightmare tonight. I was very unimpressed. To get from generic northern town A to generic northern town B. <laughs>
0: Amazing. <laughs> Manchester is not a generic northern town. It is a hub Hub-ub. of wonderful activity. If you say so. I do say so. Good.
1: I have been there. It is uh, very nice.
0: and uh, Many would agree with me. We've Duff, got... Duffel coats. We've got a
1: canal. On every corner. We've got a canal. Okay. Wow. Can you go on holidays there? Oh, do you know what? I'd really like to go on a canal boat holiday. Really? Yeah, look like fun. I'm sure we've had this conversation before. Yeah, I think we have, You yet. send your kids out <laughs> to open a lock. You go through a lock. They close the lock. They open the next lock. You go through. There's a pub. <laughs> <laughs> End that of, sounds all a little bit too active No, no, that's you why you take your kids it? with you End all of right, day so one, awesome. day two <laughs> There's a lock, open the lock, close the lock, there's a pub
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've got two of the largest football teams in the world
1: I know, I went and watched one of them slaughter my team last weekend
0: Oh really? Yeah I didn't even know, I didn't even know Manchester would play at <laughs> Southampton That's how much attention I play to that silliness so anyway, let's talk about Dice Masters. Dice Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah, another week. So we're all a bit dopey. Um, we must apologise in advance for our dopiness. I'm not apologising for nothing. We we have planned an episode out, though, haven't we? We've got one. Yeah, we've got some ideas. So sort of a bit of a structure thrown together. So I'm sure it'll all come together in the end.
1: <laughs> Always does. In post- yeah,
0: absolutely yeah <laughs> absolutely it's all in the edit folks it's all in the edit <laughs> well what, what should we talk about this intro oh i'll tell you what one thing just very quickly before i ask you what you've been up to in the last two weeks yeah. is to remind uk players about the uk games expo event we've only had two tickets sold so far so we need a, a mobilization of the uk community Get your tickets bought. Come on down, Ice some Dice Masters on, on Saturday on, the 4th on, of June go on, go on. at the UK Games Expo. All the details will be in the show notes, or you can head on over to bitroller6.com. But just a, a little nudge, little reminder, don't forget. Let's get ready to rumble. Indeed. So I brought that up nice and early, just while I remembered, Good. because all that will happen is we'll get to the outro, and I'll go, oh, yeah, I meant to mention we'll be there. Uh, we will indeed, absolutely. That's the plan. So, yeah, just bloating that out while I remember to blurt it out. But that's messing with the schedule because at this point in the podcast, I normally ask my friend, yeah. What have you been up to in the last two weeks since we last recorded?
1: We got gaming, didn't we? You were poorly for one week, and so we skipped that. But we did play a game. It was a good game. It was I'm trying to think what the, the theme of it was colored dice to pick two colors it was picked that as it yes yeah, so i chose a blue and red team centered around uh the atom with the awaken ability i've spoken about it before i've been trying to get it to work I haven't had a lot of success so i threw on the awakened ant man which is unblockable so that there was two avenues of use of the awaken now you would have thought that just buying two Atom dice would be the answer. And I've tried it, and it doesn't seem to be. But however, if you, you buy an Atom and a three-cost Ant-Man, it does seem to work a little better uh, in regards to doing damage. I don't know why.
0: i tell you what, what, on the subject of Ant-Man, when I was sorting the video out to upload it to YouTube, I, I became a bit sceptical about the blueness of the Ant-Man dice. What do you mean? It's blue. It's more, it looks more like a grey colour. I mean, I've not. I, this was on on the footage. I've not been and checked the actual dice in the box, but it didn't seem particularly blue to me. It seemed more grey. It looks pretty blue to me. Mm, well,
1: one one for the listeners. Let us know. Ant Man oh, yeah, from it. the
0: is it the Avengers Infinity campaign box?
1: Uh, I believe one? it's from the Thunderbolts team pack.
0: From the Thunderbolts team pack, is it blue? Is it grey? I th- I think it's it's grey. Uh, however, you're right. Yeah, the uh, playing around with your awaken, having a
1: double wincon option to yeah. use your awaken, awaken soon to be discovered. Uh, and however, the star of the show, uh, which was yeah. a, uh, a, a, it was a first term purchase nonetheless, which was more to do with the energy I had and what I could buy. To be fair, but I was very much saved by the meteorite. The meteorite, which is a flip card, also from the uh, thunder bolts team pack uh which states while meteorite is active your opponents cannot attack with more than two characters uh which saved my skin come the end when there were some beefy sidekicks in this instance being um about to be thrown my way
0: yeah and a big old nine nine th- th- overcrushing thanos as well and nine nine thanos yeah i was gutted because that dice had been there the whole game
1: just loitering
0: in yeah and I just kind of got so you know when you get used to seeing something that you sort of forget its existence yeah kind of, kind of like you know a piece of furniture that you've You've had it in the corner of the room.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it. And it was one that I picked out when, uh, we discussed the Thunderbolts team pack on release, uh, on, uh, DM Armada's YouTube channel, where we were invited onto that as, uh, a bit of an uplift to his usual dirge. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's not like he's got the viewing numbers in the subscriber count or anything
1: (laughs) only joking
0: maybe we should should just pack this in and start doing um i don't even know what the name of the game is what's the name of the game
1: magic no blood and toil
0: oh uh blood flesh and blood
1: flesh and blood i don't even know what that is it's a ccg another ccg how is it
0: yeah uh, but yes, yeah, you, def- you defeated me with uh, atom ping damage was the thing that definitely took me down with the atom ping damage.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, good. I think
0: your unblockable attacks were on the smaller side because the, the one thing that, that didn't seem to balance up was getting those getting those ant men up to the five attack on level three and do the ping. It was like you couldn't quite
1: get the two pulled off. No, well, the thought was that because it was a three attack on level two or five attack on level three. Uh, and it happened that with the where they landed, I could have span Atom down again to spin the Ant-Man up to a five, but then that leaves him, it just leaves leaves him a bit kind of vulnerable on a one-one. Uh, and yeah. um, and if he's in the middle, then I know that I can spin him up or down depending on what other, you know, if I roll a, a top level uh, Ant-Man, then I can't, then I suppose I can spin him down, spin Ant-Man up, uh, spin Atom up. If I span the, if I rolled the At- uh, Ant-Man in on level one, then I wouldn't be able to spin the Atom down to then awaken. So I wanted him in the middle so I could, wherever I rolled, I could do something. And, and it worked out that with the two from Atom and the three from Ant-Man, it was doing the same damage anyway. So that was the thinking Did behind it, try and keep him in the middle so that I could react to whatever the Ant Man came in at.
0: Did you follow all that, folks? <laughs> Did that make sense? <laughs> I think so. Good. I don't know. I phased out. Did when you? Yeah. you said, uh, when you said up and down for about the sixth time. <laughs> but you have to remember I was there live on the day and heard you... <laughs> trying to mass it out. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've become a bit desensitized. Like
1: today. Winnie the Pooh <laughs> over... A Put honey, think, think, think. <laughs>
0: yeah, the uh, the the awakened spin maths was spinning out. But yeah, I think um like in terms of dice rolls, if one of your other characters had maybe rolled in higher, you had a few sitting at level one, didn't you already? Yeah. You know, you might have had a little bit more um material to play with, like for the energy field spinning shenanigans, You just that that's the game, it's a dice game, isn't it? Look look at the it rolls. Is. Yeah. Quick mass, yeah, very good.
1: Uh, anything else Any other gaming in the world of Andy? Uh, not quite tabletop, but I've been playing a lot of a game called Hunt Showdown on the PlayStation. Hunt Showdown, which has is kind of got is very addictive. The brief premise is that you are dropped in a very small map you have certain characters and guns when if they are killed you lose those characters and guns there are other people ranging around that can kill you and do that or you can kill them uh and then it's very it's like a lovecrafty cowboy so it's set in the cowboy kind of wild west but it's like a zombie kind of lovecrafty monstersy bit kind of freaky setting so you go around killing like zombies and you know different varieties of undead Uh you have to go and collect clues kill the big boss pick up a token and then bug out while staying alive uh, and then there's other teams that are trying to do the same thing and it is good scary but good so I've been playing with my mitts.
0: I feel like you mentioned that already I might have done
1: either way it's good. It's kind of taken over my life in the last couple of weeks. I've been doing it most evenings.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Well, there you go, then. There you go. I actually played a, a little bit of Apex Legends on Saturday.
1: No, way.
0: Yep. Kids were out playing with the neighbours' kids. And I was just sat in the house on my own. So, I played Apex for an hour. How did it go? Do you forget how to do anything? Did but, yeah, I was uh, I was absolutely garbage. Awful. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Garbage. Uh, Alright, well, um, uh, my team uh, on, was blue and yellow. Those were the colours that I selected. I can't really remember what I played. Oh, it was the Thanos, the one that gets cheaper for when you play uh, villains, is it?
1: I think, is it every villain in your field zone, you they get a plus one or something like that? Uh, yeah, for each active villain,
0: he costs one less, and then he gives non-villain character dice, plus one, plus one. So I had that Thanos. He's a nine cost, but then I loaded the team up with villains to put out in the field in an effort to discount him down and then i had the martian manhunter from the justice campaign box which gives um overcrush when your opponent has an active villain and in order to do that i had pandora's box with the villain maker global on it the basic action with the villain maker global and it, it actually worked half decent uh, i had the kree captain on there who got nice and big i put the malakith that makes sidekicks villains on there so that, that obviously helped out as well me blob do a bit of blob capture which came in handy at one point i can't remember why oh i got rid of your spider-man didn't it
1: yeah nice. although clearly
0: i should have got rid of meteorite
1: <laughs> yeah in hindsight <laughs>
0: in hindsight yeah so uh yeah that's what i was playing and i got i got two um no i bought one thanos didn't i but i had a yeah
1: thanos, yeah yeah
0: but i had my big Cree captain out in the field for a big chunk of the game i, I popped my load a bit early though i went in Hard and fast, with with an actual Martian Manhunter really does, didn't I? And I think that cost me.
1: Yeah, because he he didn't roll back in for ages.
0: Yeah, yeah. I went in, I thought, right, I'm just going to play a bit aggy here and throw my Martian Manhunter down the field. But that's the exact type of situation that puts me off playing combat damage in that way, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Need to work on my timing. To work on with timing, but quite a nice team, uh, and we're going to uh, rematch those teams. Uh, we this are team this week, uh, mostly because I got stuck in traffic and I haven't had time to build a new team. <laughs> Do
1: you know what you should work on, mate? What timing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? You, what you mean? Because I left building my team to the night of playing. Why don't, why don't you share with the listeners when you make your teams?
1: Just after we record and before you go live on the stream. Might be why noise? my losses are quite high this year.
0: What's that weird noise?
1: Can you hear that? What?
0: Yeah, that noise. What are you doing?
1: It's a fidget spinner. It's a f- <laughs> Okay.
0: <laughs> it sounded like you were peeing yourself. <laughs>
1: I'm doing that as well.
0: Aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be the reason why. Uh, you win like, although you you're closing the gap on on the 2022 season. Come back. We ran the totals, didn't we? After Wednesday's game, I can't remember. What it was like seven, seven three. three. Yeah, so creeping up on me. I've I've had a couple of weeks, and I'm obviously not confident tonight replaying the same, <laughs> same <teams>. team. <laughs> if uh, if history repeats itself, then that will be a seven four. Yeah. Other than that, uh, my, my Marvel United Kickstarter, X-Men United whatever it's called from Cebon Games, which I uh, forgot about, I went in on it 3 years ago or something. Yeah. I got a shipping notification.
1: Oh amazing. My email
0: is on its way. Yeah. That's
1: the cartoony one, right? It's got like the bobbleheady type. Ton- yeah. That's right. Yeah, with the little miniatures in it. Nice. Um, that's cool.
0: So so that's good. Yeah. So looking forward to that coming. I'll, I'll see if I can get Harrison, a little bit interested because he's uh, the Mini Mr. Six, because he's been recently taking more of an interest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and stuff. So, see if, he, mm-hmm. see if he might be interested in playing a bit of that. I don't know if it'd be too complex yet or not, but I watched a how to video and it seems all right. Amazing.
1: Cool. So, Keep what's his
0: space. Yeah. Yeah. What's his space for more news and info on that. Uh, otherwise, pretty quiet on the tabletop gaming front. Not a great deal going on. Over this side. Oh, I'll tell you what, I got I got an email off our friend Martin. Martin? Martin who? Yeah, you know, Martin who comes and plays at the events. Martin? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Hi, Martin. Yeah, hello, Martin. Great to hear from you. Uh, Martin had uh, a little pop at a guess as to which you know of our four speculations. Oh, okay. Which, which he felt was the one. So, uh, if you've not listened to last week's episode, WizKids on their social media released pictures of two sidekick dice uh one yellow one purple um as like a little tease and um, we did a little segment on speculating about what that tease might be now to peek behind the curtain a little bit we do actually know i know but we are embargoed from saying i think there's a few people out and about that know because word started spreading from retailers who saw some information at the gamma conference however let's talk about martin's guess um, so he thanks us for an entertaining podcast, best podcast ever, ever Not just the best Dice Masters podcast, but the best podcast in existence. Um,
1: did he actually say that? Or did he make that? Up? Yeah, of course he absolutely. Of course he
0: said that. Everybody who corresponds with me says that. That's how they open up every podcast, <laughs> is it? Like, even random no. people. Well, he just said thanks for another entertaining podcast. I added all the other Oh, okay. Things. But uh, they're facts, you know. Facts. Yeah but he uh, was thinking about the colours the combination of the colours, the yellow and blue uh, and was wondering if the yellow and blue dice might be the Fantastic Four and the purple might be Galactus he was connecting it to the possible Ooh. Fantastic Four versus Galactus set It's um, a good guess yeah, but then he went on. This is, uh, this is the bit, actually, that um, I wanted to talk about. He said, uh, looking through the spoilers, he was struck by the lack of non-basic actions. Uh, and a bit of searching suggests that the last few sets have had non-basic actions, uh, the last one being Trouble in Waterdeep and its team packs. Oh, really? uh, so that got him onto thinking about non-basic actions and whether they're dead, in quotation marks. Uh, we've not seen any spoil for Kryptonite Crisis. So he was basically having a think on, oh, we've not seen any non-basic actions for a while. So he, he went on to uh, say, excluding traps, he was curious about how many non-basic actions have been played for their game techs. So, you know, what what's the popular non-basic actions out and about? And he, he named a few that he liked, like Billy Cobb, Rick Hunter's Chalkboard, etc., um that are used for their globals and he observed that globals like that that you often see on non-basic actions are now appearing on character cards like mr sinister and dark felix saga mm. so his question to us was will non-basic actions just disappear altogether is that it are they done um and if if we could see one return which would we like to see return
1: Well that's like a proper question and stuff
0: like yeah like a bit yeah 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 so um i'm throwing it out to the community of course yeah. please do by all means get in touch head on over to our discord discord or post on facebook or drop me a line around uh, non-basic actions and what your favorite is uh but andy have you got a non-basic action that you'd like to see make a return oh it's a good question
1: i always like billy club used it a lot in conjunction with mimic uh so that would be high on the list i also like thor's hammer and Mjolnir yeah from avx because that used to like you could almost see it pinging around smacking people on the head um when you were kind of you know you did one damage then two damage is that just three damage then four damage until you knock someone out um that was very cool batarang was one of your favorites
0: yeah i that was indeed the one i was going to mention was the batarang Uh, i used it a great deal although of late more recently atlantis city and stronghold i would probably argue has been my favoured one, which is actually still modern legal, so I use it quite a lot. I like the ramp, the whole moving the dice over to the prep area, and I like the global for a bit of churn and sidekick creation. So, uh, Batarang, definitely. I mean, the thing is, Batarang is case-specific because I used to use it in a time where there were Shrieks and well, Scarlet Witch less so because she was action hate, but Shrieks specifically was you know, there was lots of villains with three or less defense, you know, Madam masks where you uh, bat rank kill killer on level one and two, for example, and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah batarang. I used a great deal.
1: Kryptonite. Uh, That's my favorite. <laughs> well, that again is a very specific case though, isn't it? It is. I hadn't yeah. noticed that they'd kind of got rid of non-basic actions. Well, I think it's been broadly
0: observed in the uh, wider community. The, um, as Martin observed, it's been the troubling water deep. Justice had a few, didn't it? So I've used the Atlantis. Yellow Yellow Lantern Ring, Atlantis, and then my Justice League teams had Watchtowers on them, and my Legion of Doom teams, you know, in single affiliation, have had Hall Hall, Hall of Doom, isn't it? Yeah. There? Um, Avengers ID cards, one that people played around with a lot. So th- they are still knocking around in modern. But you are right, and and if they do a rotation cutting point, then you know.
1: Do you know what would be good? A little actions team pack.
0: A little actions team Well, yeah, sure. That would be quite cool. I'd be surprised if... Um, so when Secret Wars rolls around and uh, Fantastic Four versus Galactus, although interestingly enough it's also been observed that Fantastic Four versus Galactus has disappeared entirely off the solicits page um that's because it's got a blank rulebook. Uh, well for sure yeah. Um but but there are th- quite themey things that could be could be good action cards, you know, non-basic action cards. Uh, the um like the uh Fantastic Four's car um or their tower um ba- uh, the Baxter building, you know. Uh, the Infinity Gauntlet features very prominently. In one one part of the Secret Wars storyline, so I mean, they could just so franchise, like,
1: franchise it out. Like let's like, act, do an action team pack sponsored by McDonald's, and then your actions could be cheeseburger, <laughs> large fries, vanilla milkshake. Sponsored by McDonald's. Action Five Stars on your badge, get plus two attack and plus two defense. Like you could just do that, and then like just sponsor it out and make money off of it. Sure. action yeah. team pack, <laughs> brought to you by Pontin's.
0: Well, I'll throw it open to the community. So, listeners, um, uh, have you noticed, as Martin has, that non-basic actions have disappeared? Is there a non-basic action game text that you'd like to see make a return? Um, or are you quite comfortable and happy with the fact that the last instance of non-basic action related cards was in Troubly Waterdeep? Let us know. Uh, and we'll also, just to return to a point I made earlier, the minute WizKids lift the embargo and we can talk about what the teasers are actually for, then we'll do so.
1: Bribe's work too.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think uh, Barton already knows, but if he doesn't, he'll be right onto us. Uh, that that lad's got no chill when it comes to spoilers.
1: For the cost <laughs> of an entry to Dice Masters at the UK Games Expo, you too could know what it is.
0: we've also seen some chatter knocking around about the fact that um on the click side of things they've announced their rotation and they've also announced their convention exclusives and they've listed uh, a world championship set of figures um with a little note in there saying the whiz kids world championship will be returning to memphis tennessee what year well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This year is the implication, but That's watch this space for more news and information about that. In fact, you might want to tune in to the Ministry of Dice. All things going to plan, you might want to tune in to our episode on April the
1: 11th. I'll be there. Hmm. Yeah, yes, you will. I will. Well, <laughs> as if RJ Retro done not shoehorn me out.
0: <laughs> well, let's not rule anything. <laughs> Okay, so uh, there you go. There's all the intro stuff and updates, what I've been doing. I've been reading Dice Masters news and, um, you know, reading correspondence.
1: Thanks for writing in, Martin. Appreciate it. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, we get a few people getting in touch. not seen them for
1: ages. But they're more kind of
0: casual correspondence. Like Jocelyn got in touch and pointed out that I mentioned that Uh, the House of X wasn't on the solicits and she said it is on the solicits it's just been moved to
1: 2023 oh it's nice when someone points out having done something wrong
0: yes absolutely yeah Uh, in fact a a, a large volume of the correspondence we receive here at the Bit Royal Six Towers about the Ministry of Dice podcast are in relation to finer granular detail observations
1: of throwaway sentences that we've said (laughs) I don't get those correspondence people don't bother maybe because I'm never wrong Maybe because they know I don't care. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Or maybe because they write the email to Chris at BritRoller6.com.
1: And his sidekick.
0: Because they, they know who the boss man is. <laughs> his boss. Right, shall we get on with the show?
1: Nah, I can't be bothered now.
0: Uh, Well, I'll tell the listeners what we might do then and see what happens. So we've got a segment uh, planned. We want to talk about Super Rares in the Dark Phoenix Saga set, although with a little bit of a classic Ministry of Ice twist. (laughs) And then a short segment at the back end of the episode. I think it comes up a few times. I think we need to revisit Andy's view on cards with more than five lines of text so we're gonna have a little bit of a chat about that really? and with the fact that this has been a particularly long intro that should bring us to the end of the episode there's a nice full episode noise yeah um so i do you feel bothered now are you ready am i bothered i'm bothered, I'm bothered look at my face do i look bothered go on then let's
1: go talk on about Masters.
0: all right then let's get into the show on to the next segment Yes, okay, then welcome back. Thanks for sticking around, folks. And this segment now is going to be a bit of conversation around Super Rares in the Dark Phoenix Saga set. However, with a bit of an angle on it, because Andy, you've got a take on these Super Rares that you want to discuss.
1: I do, I do. It stemmed from our conversation last episode uh, where you spoke about uh, the Super Rare Corsair. Um, Yeah where um you're looking forward to playing with it. It's not particularly powerful. Uh, there are certainly some really good uh, Super Heads in this set, uh, but nonetheless, you wanted to give it a try. Uh, and that got me uh, thinking that my luck with Super is pretty poor, and I am unlikely to get something nice like the Lalandra, or the Master Mold, or that uh, lovely Jubilee. I'm sure. probably going to get one of the worst Uh, and so my thoughts were what are the worst and are they that bad and could we make some nice teams out of them and if you do pull a crappy super rare can we help you to make the most out of it
0: yeah or even you know a bit of a community challenge i suppose ministry members unite let's see what ideas there are out there for the less splashy less exciting less eye-catching super rares (laughs) because <laughs> you're right i did mention that corsair last episode and the little combo i wanted to try with it, it it's not going to go anywhere it's not going to you know it's not going to be the next top tier meta breaking combo or something but it was just like oh might be nice to give that a try yeah, yeah. so uh, in response to andy's thoughts on the super rares i've gone through and i've picked the four that i think are the least playable arguably the worst of the super rare selection there are some that were borderline but i've eliminated them because i could see a situation where like well you could it's not ideal but if you could do at least something with it these are the ones where i'm like "Eh." all right well okay so let's let's get into it shall we would you like to know the first super rare on my list 16 super
1: rares in this set it's a lot isn't it
0: yeah well that seems to be um, you know the the setup now. That's uh, how the numbers break down.
1: Anyway, yes. Uh, go on.
0: Anyway, What's the first one on the list to discuss? The first one, going alphabetical, is Angel Xavier's Dream. It's a three-cost shield, max die two, and his game text reads: While Angel is active, your opponent cannot target your sidekick dice with global abilities. Mm,
1: it's not bad. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, it's not. I'm not going to be like, wow. I can't wait to see how this affects my games I play, but um. It's got some positives. It's three costs, so it's cheap. It's only patch two you can you can put on your card, but it's a wild active ability, so it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that's positives. Kind of of, you'd want to go sidekicks for a bit, wouldn't you? Do something yeah, with sidekicks. Well, I mean, that's what I was thinking
0: about, though, because I was like, well, what, what globals are people targeting sidekicks with at the moment anyway? I suppose Force Block, maybe, with a big yeah. with Becky Lynch or whatever. Yeah, with your... Uh, ringside announcer.
1: Yeah, it reminds me. I'm just going to bring it up to see how it compares. You're a, a, a lecturer, are you? Um, so the Dum Dum Duggan, which was a rare two-cost shield, oh, yeah. was whilst he was active, prevents all damage to your psychic dice by character abilities or globals. So similar, but all, it prevented the damage to them, and that card has also got a uh, werewolf and a swamp thing on it.
0: It most certainly does, yeah. I think the one that you're remembering is the Electra. There's Electra, Way the Stick, that was in the Deadpool set, uh, and she was like a 2 or a 3 cost mask, and she had pretty much the same game text. While Electra is active, character dice we put it was pur- character dice with put cost less than 2. 2, Could, yeah. Couldn't be targeted by global abilities. Although, one of the things with that is that she stopped you from targeting your own characters, whereas this angel only prevents your opponent from targeting your sidekicks. I just can't see. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe you might not want your sidekicks to be forced to block if there's a big overcrusher coming, so that would be handy, but then they would just you know, force the angel to block. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, uh, yeah, so you can't do anything to these sidekicks now. It's like, well, well, I'll do stuff to that angel then. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then once he's gone, that, I'll deal with the sidekicks. Yeah, me, me double overcrushing, uh attacking Becky will just uh, force the Angel to block, please. Oh, it doesn't matter about your sidekicks because I've made you re-roll them anyway. <laughs> it's, um, I don't know. It, it's got a place, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If you pulled it, like you say, I think it only fits in with sidekick-specific teams. Although, that said, I have just recorded some footage for... A video for the channel on the subject of having fun with sidekicks sidekick related strategies okay
1: I mean sidekicks are quite versatile you can you know pump, bump them up or use them as bumps for things like the Batman and the other version of Dum Dum but I can't think of anything in modern I think quite a lot of it was older I'm sure there's some stuff out there
0: well nothing in modern yet yet hmm would you like to know the next one on my list uh yes blizz Okay, so it's Beast Xavier's Dream. Same subtitle as the Angel. He's a three cost fist, he's got the X Men affiliation. Max die four. Uh while you have an active sidekick die, Beast gets plus one attack
1: and he has Overcrush. He's mm. got Overcrush. His stats are two, two, three. Yeah. So three, three, four. Out. Yeah, so it's decent. Uh, yes. Is, is it with Overcrush? I'm not really a big fan of anything under attack five with Overcrush. Too easy to deal with.
0: Mm, sure. I don't know. If he was but a two-cost... Is, is there something you could do with it? <laughs> is there?
1: I think if he it, if it was a two-cost, he'd definitely be better. You could probably like buy a few really cheap and try and do some kind of like y type thing. Just throw them out really quickly. Get a, get a bit of a buff and just kind of try and chuck him over and do loads of crush. Um, No. Yes.
0: Maybe could be an early rush thing or uh, i mean i suppose in the wider context you've got like the kitty pride that gives x-men characters plus one plus one there's the cyclops from the campaign box that gives x-men characters plus one plus one so as you first kind of start a character for some early but it's a big investment to make something of isn't
1: it yeah is it um is there a character that gives discount onto the x-men there usually is isn't it
0: yeah, well, it's a it's a Kitty Pride, I think, off the top of my head. So if you wanted her for the stat bump, you couldn't use her for the discount.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, if you pulled that Kitty Pride and that beast in your uh, countertop, probably going to be a bit annoyed. Well, she's not bad, but again, not when there's like master molds banging around. Um, yeah, well, she's very specific for. Yeah, theme teams.
0: team play but yeah definitely so if there's a discount
1: um, you'd want to get the discounter out pretty quick then you'd want to binge you'd want to get all four of these beasts out uh, as quickly as possible have something like you'd have uh, something that would make a sidekick so you can guarantee a sidekick out fielding is not that great at zero one one, uh but i think you just want to discount it get them all out and then try and then rush with them hope that they your opposite your opponents maybe got one character or just like some sidekicks and be able to go in with what was it like a th- three what's that three so it's like 12 damage if you can get all four round quickly minimum
0: yeah i've definitely that cyclops i mentioned before i've definitely copied that with a hope before now hope laripita echopraxia oh he discounts purchase cost as well actually not just does he doesn't just give the stat bump to its characters but he does discount the purchase by one
1: okay um, and- good shout
0: So I've copied in with Hope to get the purchase discount to begin with. But then obviously with her in the field, she's then discounting him. So he's easier to buy. So with a Hope and a Cyclops, with Hope copying the Cyclops, that's a discount of two on your X-Men dice and plus one, plus one, twice over.
1: See then then you've got a a one cost fist with a sidekick out plus two and overcrash for a hope that's that that actually might work that definitely be something if i pulled this card i would be definitely playing around with that seeing if you can get something quick and nasty rushing around try and kill your opponent before they've managed to set anything up yet
0: yeah it's a big investment but it's um it's a nice twist particularly if you're playing themy teams like you know x-men only you could definitely structure a, a an x-men only team around it but i don't know what else but that's the point There's, we're throwing it out there what yeah. what might people do with beast xavier's dream share share the share the wealth share the ideas let's see if we can help people out we might pull that beast okay next on the list then uh is rogue strength absorption uh, four cost mask x-men affiliation she's got energize target character die has not attack this turn and she's one two three two four five and two five six okay Okay. Well, first things first. Energizes bobbins. It's utterly rubbish. It's absolute feast or famine, and
1: doesn't work. <laughs>
0: okay. Stats cannot be relied on at all.
1: We got stats aren't great. you've got one, two, three, two, four, five, two, five, six. So Philbin's great. You never want to fill this.
0: No, but uh, with an energized game, fe- game effects, then you. You're not looking to field it anyway, are you? Really?
1: Yeah, but most characters you get either get a character you can field or energy you can spend. Whereas mm-hmm. this is you get an energy you can spend and energize, or a massive like dump of your resources to, to field her, and then not be able to use the energize because someone's just going to have it bouncing off a sidekick, so you're never going to get it back again. But I'm saying that they might not because who cares if a character's zero attack on your opponent's turn? But that's a negative. <laughs> let's talk about the positives. Um, yeah. Was like, <laughs> so you want to? What's the um? There's let's have a think. Something that makes the defense the same as the attack. Uh, so is... there's the
0: Bizarro from the Justice campaign box. Or Was he in one of the team packs? I think he was in the campaign box. Um, and he's got the uh, the old stat swap global. You know, pair shield switch the attack and defense. Yeah. Then- so with a, a, a rogue and a bizarro global, you've got
1: you've got a means of KOing. Yeah, you've got <laughs> so a bit
0: of a roundabout, convoluted way of KOing stuff.
1: Arch nemesis, which is also in Dark Phoenix Saga, got the global pay shield. Target character has defense equal to his attack until the end of turn. So you get the energize. You make to attack zero. Pay a shield. It's knocked out. Yeah,
0: I suppose so. I mean, uh, this is definitely one of those situations where I'm like, "Well, if you pulled it in draft, okay, that could probably work." But constructing a team around it—does it have legs? I don't know if it does, especially because the energy that you're generating with the energized game effect on Rogue <laughs> is mask, and you want the shield Gilt. energy for the uh, global.
1: <laughs> I mean, if, if again, if I was to pull this, this, that's the kind of thing that I'd be looking at—something to you know. Roll it on, I mean, it's a four cost energized. Like how many of them get? I could even if it was like a two cost and you could potentially be kind of rolling to like two or three quite early doors. Um, and really messing with your opponent so that again, you know, you, you'd have to find a load of shield somewhere. Uh, but you know, be knocking them out attacking. If, if there was something big, like say, if you had, um, like a blob. No, that's not going to work because he's got crap. Uh, like like a, a Thanos, which is 9-9. Nine, nine. I don't know.
0: <laughs> that's a tough one, isn't it? It is
1: tough, isn't it? It's just like... That's a real tough one. It's like, it's like I, think I, I would expect to have seen that on more of a kind of common-uncommon card than a, a super rare, and especially in comparison to some of the other ones in the set.
0: Yeah. Like if it had an effect that was, I don't know, like Danger Room that said until the end of... Or till the beginning of your next turn, or something, then.
1: Yeah. It's a different but, story you know, like, yeah, if they're going to attack. Okay. They can't because everything's a zero attack.
0: Yeah. Tough one. Uh, you could yeah. buy her nice and cheap if you've got an Asker out in the field. She's a mass character. So if you've got Asker out, you could buy her for two.
1: Yeah. i tell you what, if it was zero attack until the end of your ne- opponent's next turn, that would be good. Be quite balanced at the forecast. And it would be quite nice, like, it would be a good defensive tool. You'd have to time it right. But um, that that would have been better. Well, it would have been, but we're talking about something that <laughs> that's already been created. <laughs> Get your sharpies out, boys and girls. Let's, uh, let's let's change this.
0: Let's all, everyone, agree here and now. We're we just as a community, we're changing <laughs> rogue strength absorption to make her a better quality super rare. Okay. Well, uh, again, anyone out there got any ideas? Let's uh, let's prep Andy up for when his countertop eventually arrives probably in 2023 for us at this rate in the UK. And if he pulls Rogue, Strength, Absorption, what can you do with it? The last one on my list is, uh, this one's borderline. I think it's okay. Uh, It's Wolverine, tough for the kids, five-cost fist. He's got Regenerate, and then on his burst face, if you have at least three different active X-Men, Wolverine can't be spun to an energy face or re-rolled by your opponent. And then he's got the Atlas uh, Prep Global on him as well. So I think I think he could see play because people will put him on teams for the global.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. If you pull him, at least you can use him because he'll just replace Atlas on teams that you want to you know prep or die. Yeah, and
0: spin down or re-roll removal. Very popular in the meta at the moment. So if you've got him on burst face with three other active x men characters, then yeah. you've always got a blocker. <laughs> Regenerate. Let's have, i was just have a look at stats.
1: What is it? Oh. Oh, so, one five two two six three three eight four? 152, 263, So the eight attack is nice. It's a three to field, but I think I could imagine him being on my team for the mostly for the global. Uh, and then if, if the game was one of those ones that drags right on and, uh, you know, you're, you're chessing away and you're managing to roll loads of dice and you get to a five. It's not too far. I could consider reaching for it just to have some, you know, big statted attacker to, uh, to kind of make my opponent make some different decisions. Um,
0: that you might roll back in if they manage to (laughs) KO him. Yeah.
1: And and if he gets KO'd on his level one face, maybe he's going to come back higher. It could almost just take that little bit of text out the burst face. If you have three different active X-Men, you can't be spun to an energy face will be rolled by your opponent because it's probably not going to be your first choice choice to buy. I suppose if you've got an X-Men team, you've got the, you've got the, uh, the global, which is super, super useful, really good global. And you would put a dice on him. And if you got to that point, you could buy him. You've probably got three active. You've probably got a, you know, a hope along with what, you know, a discount, uh, and something else so you might well have three different characters out already so you could sit there and and just be a solid lump but you probably if you got to that point you're probably yeah. scrabbling for things to do already
0: but yeah absolutely but by, by the time you've lined up three different active x-men characters and got the wolverine with a view to i don't know always have a blocker yeah. because your opponent's playing spider-man or black widow uh, Rare Black Widow from Infinity Gauntlet or or the new Storm or the new Mystique that does the spin-down stuff, um, then, yeah, you're probably dead already by, by that yeah. point. <laughs> so I don't know, but there you go. But yeah, like, like you say, he, he could see play because people have put him on for the Global, although the Rare Wolverine in the set has the Global as well.
1: Does it? I would say out um, of the four, that would be the one. If you would say, here's four Super choose one, that would be the one I would choose oh yeah what over the beast i think so yeah it's going to be on those teams it's going to be shiny and you know it's a super rare so that would definitely be my choice because yeah i could have it on quite a few teams all right fair enough
0: okay folks well there is our list of four that we believe are the least playable super rares in the set there's a couple of borderline ones i had iceman and cyclops sort of Wavering, I went for Wolverine in that kind of fourth slot there. Um, but we'd be interested to know. So uh, if you, like Andy, have terrible super rare pulling luck and you pull one of those four, what are you going to do with it? What's your ideas? Or if you've got an idea and you want to share it so that we can communicate it out to the wider community for those who do get one of those super rares and give them ideas and opportunities to make teams out of them, then please do, because let's not forget, you know, this game a game about having fun it is and a super is
1: always exciting even the crap ones
0: absolutely and as uh, regular listeners will know one of the things we're particularly passionate about is making sure that those cards that go dusty in the binders we find ways of getting them used getting them played so let's hear your thoughts let us know i'll put the discord Link in the show notes. Uh, You can always contact us through BritRealSix.com. Go to the Contact Us button. Pop something on our Facebook page. Those are probably the three best ways of getting the word out there. Let's see what some ideas you folks have got for those least playable super rares. All right. Well, there's that then. Shall we move on to the next segment? Yes. Okay. Let's do it then. Let's talk five lines Five
1: lines of text.
0: Okay then, folks. It's time... I've got a big intervention poster behind me. Hey, 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 hey. Andy, this is your intervention. What's that? You are actively choosing to ignore cards with five lines or more of text, and you're missing out on good stuff.
1: Too much information, too complicated, not bothered.
0: Well, so they, but they're not too complicated, though, are they? <laughs> That's the. You just like the laziness to not read the five lines means that you're not even engaging with how complex they actually are. I mean I I'll, I'll concede that there are some cards that are complex with five lines of text, but there are some that are pretty straightforward. They're just they're just outlining, you know, some of the checks and balances, the small prints and caveats that are attached to the game to text. I mean like give me an example of a five line of text card that you can think of right off the top of your head that you that you've always ignored. Doppelganger. <laughs> Well, you chose that one intentionally in order <laughs> to be that guy. Because he is an example of... Where... But the thing is, his five lines of text are not what make it complicated. It's all the additional copy rulings that, and the interactions, the more complex interactions that make that tricky.
1: Helicarrier.
0: All right, Helicarrier, for sure. Uh, let me read it up. Uh, place this die into your field zone. You may move it to your use pile to give plus five defense to one of your blocking characters after blockers are declared. Send this die to the use pile at the end of your opponent's turn. Uh, burst face also give that blocker Avengers icon. Double burst. Send this die to prep instead of use pile if your knit Fury is active. I mean, I'm assuming it's that one because that's the one with the the five lines of text.
1: If not that's more, that's not too
0: complicated. That's not too
1: complicated at all. I lost concentration after he said something about five defense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's that's a different issue. You said, before,
1: <laughs> you said before that it was too complicated. So what do you do? So you put him out in the field. It's a continuous dice, or it's out for that field, for that uh, turn? Well,
0: it, uh, it's probably been errated. I'm not. I don't know about the errata, but it says place this die in your field zone. So it's, it's effectively
1: continuous. Continuous. You can move it to the use pile, and something gets plus five defense. If it's got a burst face, it also gets the Avengers affiliation. If you got a double burst face, he goes to prep instead of used. Yeah, if Nick Fury's in the field, if Nick Fury, oh, that, that extra bit of <laughs> information is great. All right, okay, fair point. So, what you are saying is they're not as hard as I think they are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you just um, yeah, perhaps you need to work on the concentration. Maybe, like when Jimmy came on, when Jimmy came on, he brought uh, the rare storm from Dark Phoenix. And one of the first things you said about that card was more than five lines of text. It, it is admittedly very small. <laughs> the five lines of text are incredibly <laughs> difficult to read. So when we opened the pictures, we said it over, we're like, what? But it's pretty straightforward. But I fear that if you get a Storm in your Dark Phoenix Saga, you, you'll just dismiss it or go in the binder and never get used. And it's actually pretty decent. It's, I think it's got the capacity to be quite a fun card to play with.
1: Well, the two costs when fielded deal one damage to target character die. That's nice. No. You know what that does?
0: No, the rare the seven cost. Go on, Em. And it's an exclusive spoiler from the Ministry of Dice. Exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. Um, when fielded, re-roll target character die. When storm attacks, re-roll up to two opposing character dice. Move each die that does not roll a character. Move each die that does not roll a character. Oh. Pink Frankenstein, I think i found a typo in the Team Builder, but I'm having to use the Team Builder because I absolutely cannot read it off the card. <laughs> I'm assuming it's each die that does not roll a character goes to your opponent's use pile. Storm deals two damage to your opponent for each die moved. Energize, re-roll target opposing character die.
1: That is what it says on the card, to be fair. Move each die that oh. does not roll a character goes to your, your opponent's use pile.
0: Move each die that does not roll a. Actually, that sentence does work. It's just a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? Move each die that does not roll a. Character. As as
1: I was uh, saying, five lines of text, overly complicated. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but that's not, that's nothing to do with the five lines. That's because move each die that does not roll a character goes to your opponent's use pile. It should just be each die that does not roll a character goes to your opponent's use, use pile, time. shouldn't it? The
1: move shouldn't be there. So when did re roll target character guy, when she attacks, you can re roll up to two character opposing character dies. Each of them that doesn't go to a character goes to the use pile. It's a very kind of Becky Lynch type thing. Storm, yeah, well, was two sto- Storm first. originally. Each. Where each one moved, and you've got energized, reroll, target, pain cap. Basically, you're rerolling a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's fun. Who doesn't want to be rolling lots of dice? <laughs> scouts and even, scouts. If is, even if it is removing your your dice, your characters, and dealing your two damage. Fair. So doppelganger. <laughs> um, well, yeah, doppelganger is a whole other ball game. Because of the copying ruling, but it's actually really straightforward. So, uh, like the common here, for example, when fielded, you may select the target character die you control. If you do, your doppelganger character dice becomes copies of that target character die, and then it it gives you the info. It tells you what a copy means. The copy has all the names, subtitles, affiliations, abilities, and stats of the original in place of its own. They remain copies until another character die is selected or you no longer have any active doppelganger character dice. So it's, you feel it, and it just copies something else.
1: <laughs> Easy. So the moral of the story is: it's not that hard. You just have to read it.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's that is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm worried that you might um, that you might end up dismissing seven dismissing costs on that
1: one. That's too much, isn't it? Well, uh, I mean, that's. Yeah, that is
0: up for debate for sure. Seven cost is a stretch. Um,
1: Becky's not so good sister.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's rough uh, because basically everything gets compared to Becky Lynch as it should. Well, uh, but in any case, there you go. I've 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 made my I've made my pitch. I think you should engage more with the five lines of text stuff. I will try to do that. Have I convinced you? Mm, Yeah, we'll see. Well, there we are then, folks. I suppose time will tell. (laughs) Shall we wrap this up, then? (laughs) Yes. On the outro. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, there we are then, folks. As all things must, this episode of The Ministry of Dice has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we did. And we did. Absolutely. So it, I'll make sure all the stuff's in the show notes. If you want to get in touch like Martin did earlier, then please do. We definitely want to hear about your thoughts and suggestions around those super rares that we believe are the least playable. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to throw some more benefits in the mix, more reasons to help me with my cause in convincing Andy to give the five lines of tech stuff more attention, then get that
1: over and send it directly to him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's obviously feeling left
1: out. My email is Tumor6 uh, at <laughs> 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 Well,
0: that'll go nowhere
1: because that's, that's not our <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> It's Chris at BritRoller6.com or Andy at BritRoller6.com So, everyone bombard Andy. Although, how many unread emails have you got in your email inbox right now? Uh,
1: 29,743. <laughs> God, it hurts. It hurts me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's painful. Do you know how many unread emails I've got?
1: Zero. Zero.
0: (laughs) All read. I think my inbox has only got about 12 emails in it right now. Yeah, I've got All things
1: currently in progress. 87 unlistened to voicemails as well. Oh, my days.
0: Oh. How can you live with all those red notification dots? It just, oh, it would drive me balmy. There you go. There's a bit of Chris's OCD for a
1: change. It's fine. get used to it.
0: (laughs) It's not. The phrase, it's fine, you just get used to it, is not a justification for the way something is. It is. (laughs) There's a bad smell around here? Oh, it's fine. You just get used used to to it. it. I think it's the body in the basement. There you go. (laughs)
1: I could have gone really dark was. then, but I'm not going to go that far.
0: No, I thought yeah, I, thought I might have opened have been the game. It easy like to
1: go <laughs> gone back down a very dark and strange place, but we won't do that because Dice Master is light-hearted, family fun.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, folks, if you want to see us play our games live, then please do keep an eye out on our Twitch stream uh, or follow us on Facebook for notifications when we are going live. Uh, also over there, you might be interested in getting involved with yes our fighting fantasy
1: streams ah, yeah. or our movie and tv show chats yep they are done monthly uh we do a fighting fantasy game month that's got to be coming up soon um is that that's the yes end, isn't it is that this friday
0: yeah uh yeah we got mod extra uh hang on yeah we've got no i'm losing track what's the date today 23rd Yes, the 25th. It is this Friday. We've got five fantasies. Nice. So, but
1: as the listeners will, will be listening to this, it'll it'll have be been and gone. You'll be able to see that on the Twitch recap on our <laughs> Twitch channel. Uh, and then eventually, uh, it'll get transferred over to the YouTubes as well. And you can see our previous adventures on the YouTube as well. well you have got a couple of hours to spare. Sit back, relax, put us on your telly. Get a beer, get some popcorn. Ooh, Take off your pants. Yeah. For thought. Well, the thought of having me on someone's big telly, that's a scary thought.
0: It most certainly is. It's also a scary sight. Um, Take off your pants. Enjoy that one. <laughs> ne- next episode is uh, of the podcast is April the 11th. All things ooh, going to ooh. plan, although I say this very tentatively, all things going to plan, that, that should be one to tune into with some interesting information. But small print we're relying on the input of some other folks and you know they've they've already made it clear that that might not come through so all things going to plan to, well tune in anyway because you know we put in an entertaining piece of work just two idiots having fun with themselves but um all things going to plan that should be one to tune into fingers crossed all right, well, that's all i got left to say, I suppose. So uh, I've been Chris,
1: otherwise known as the True Mr. Six. And I've been Andy, a.k.a. Gail Tilsley. Right. I don't know who that is. It's just from Corrie. You should know, oh, well, Manchester and all that. Oh, well, sure.
0: Yeah, there you go. You can visit the Coronation Street set, actually. That's another thing you could do if you came to Manchester. I did that
1: when I was a kid. Well, bizarrely well, there enough, you around go. the corner not, was the Berlin Wall.
0: Not so, not, so generic, not so generic Northern Town after all,
1: is it? No. No, because you go around the corner, the Berlin Wall was there. I don't know if it's still there now. Probably not, because it's... <laughs> I mean, what, what what's Southampton got? Basically,
0: unemployed ferry staff.
1: No, no, they're all, they're all employed.
0: You don't keep keeping up on the news?
1: No. We've, no, we've got the... Craig David Museum.
0: Right, right, we've done the goodbye. See you later, folks. Bye bye. bye, bye. <laughs> Craig David Museum (laughs) what have they got in the Craig David Museum (laughs) denim jackets (laughs) and beanie caps (laughs) yeah it's good